morning, everybody. Welcome back uh, to the podcast, JT and Z. Uh, I'm your host, JT, alongside Z. Z, um, welcome back, man. It's been a while. Yeah, JT. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be back. It's been uh, been too long. It was uh, overseas scouting uh, next year's YMSL talent, so had a little disconnect. Couldn't get together for the podcast, but Ready, ready to get at it. Ready to get at it. Oh, good. I mean, listen, we had we had a lot of tremendous reviews. Everyone's loving it. Um, so thanks to everyone for all their beautiful comments. Very happy that everyone's loving it. Uh, I think that's what you know. We knew we knew everyone would love it. You know, that's why we started this thing. Yeah, definitely knew we'd get some good feedback. We hope to uh, continue to build momentum, and uh, you know, keep the fan comments coming. Get in the email sections. Uh, let's get some suggestions. We got some exciting guests upcoming. So, um, yeah, exciting things. Let's keep the momentum yes. moving. Yes, a lot of tremendous guests coming up for sure. Uh, we'll keep that uh, a secret for now who's 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 going to come on. But uh, about the emailing part, we have we actually got our first two emails. So we'll uh, being that it's our first, I think we should start off the show. Normally, it's normally we're going to read them at the end of the show, but. I think being it's our first, I think we should start off uh, by reading them here. So this one's our first one's from Morris Kassin from Brooklyn, New York. His question is, I know we all look for talent in players, but what's the other things? What are the other things you look at for when drafting? Wow, that's a great question. Uh, coming from a captain, former captain himself. Uh, you know, I could just only speak to what I look for. I, I want a guy that's, you know, dying to win. It's the most important thing, you know, in, in his life at that time. Uh, all He'll do anything to win the game, win the championship. He's dedicated. He'll practice. He'll, you know, put other things aside and, uh, you know, postpone trips, stuff like that, just to, uh, you know, dedicate himself to the team. And that's that's really a main factor. What about you, JT? I mean, you know, talent aside, which is, you know, my number one thing, of course, in looking for players. But talent aside, I, I'm going to have to go with I like a fiery guy. I like a guy that's into it, shows a lot of heart uh, and passion. Um, and, you know, I like to also, you know, stick with the guys that are, you know, high character guys, guys that I like personally. Um, and. You know, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Oh, oh and also and also one other thing is would be attendance. You know, guys that I know that are, you know, obviously year to year it's different, but for the most part there there has been certain guys that have been known to miss time. So though, you know, you know guys that are always there around, I think that's also very important. Yeah, that's definitely big, you know. You have those uh classic guys that are penciled in to miss uh four games a season. Uh, I like to stay away from those guys as well. Uh, and another thing I'd like to add in is just, you know, I like vibes. I like vibes on my team. I think it's no secret that I like vibes. Um, just a guy, positive guy, a guy that's a good teammate, a guy that's just going to, you know, get rowdy and, uh, you know, hopefully bring out the best in the team and his teammates. So that's another thing for me. Let's, let's hear that. Next, hear uh, that. Next, next question. Next email is from our commissioner, Norman Jamal, uh, also a catcher back in the day. Uh, he says, you've both been captains for multiple seasons. What do you think people don't realize that is a difficult part of being captain? 
we all know getting everyone in playing time. What's something else that we aren't thinking about that you'd say is a hard part of being a captain? Wow. That's a tough question. Uh, you know, there's a lot of tough things, uh, being a captain, uh, comes along with the draft and, you know, getting guys playing time. But when you have friends on the team and you sort of try to not put them, uh, forward, in front of other guys uh, and show favoritism to them. That's a big thing off the top of my head. Anything else I'm missing JT? Um, what about, what about drafting certain guys and skipping over some of your friends? You have to hear it a little bit later. Um, you know, skip, you know, not drafting certain, sometimes family members, you sometimes you got to hear it. Yeah, a little bit, a, a little bit. That that's a little bit tricky, but you know nothing that would ever make me, uh, you know, not be a captain, of course. But that's something small. And then another thing would be um, making the chat. I think that's horrible. I hate making chats. You know, you have to click <laughs> ten guys, add new numbers. I think that's nah, that's, that's one of my that's a good that, one. That's one of my worst. That's one of my worst things. I gotta say, a tough thing about being a captain is coordinating between, you know, the commissioner's office and the rest of your team. Let's say, you know, you have these situations that arise where you have a postponed game or uh, a rain out, or maybe we could get in a delayed start or a Friday game. Those things are tough. You have to get an answer from all 11 guys. You have to make sure they're in. This guy's out. You have to call them on the side. Uh, those things are tough as well. It's, they uh... are tough. But, you know, it's funny, going back to my other point about the chats, the chat also makes it easier for certain situations, you're able to just, you know, back in the day, it was a little bit harder. We used to do it by email, but this is, um, you know, you know, you just really post things right in the chat and, and you yeah, just send true. it out and, 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 and everyone gets to read is, it. Uh, something new is the WhatsApp polls. So that should be definitely utilized in my team chat uh, this upcoming year from the cap. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great yeah. feature yeah, for sure. Huge. But I'm trying to think of anything else. What's difficult. Um, yeah, you get you get those texts from the guys uh, that you're friends with in the off season. You're picking me this year. I want to play with you. I, I get the same messages from guys year after year. You know, I want to be on your team this year, and you know, I I may feel the same way, but it's just tough. The the draft falls out how it falls out. It's not always so easy to, you know, even if you want yeah. that guy, you can't necessarily get him. So so that's tough. You know, and I'll get and I'll. I'll end it off here. I'll give you the toughest one. I think is if you have a player injured, do you cut him? Do you oh, wait? Do, do, do you wait for him? You know, you're getting a. You know, sometimes the guy will be a great guy and say, "Hey, you know what? Whatever you do, whatever is best for you for the team, I, I'm good with." Then on the other hand, you'll also get a guy that's injured that says, "No, I'm fine. I, I'm good. Just give me another week." And then really, it's not another week, and he strings you along, and you wait another week, and now the whole team hates him. I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. That's really, yeah, really tough. That's, that's a tough that's spot. The, that's what you call a nightmare scenario for a captain. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, all right, see, let's. All right, so thanks guys for the for the questions. Uh, whoever else wants to put, you know, wants their questions answered on the air, email us jtlife at aol.com. Jtlife at aol.com. All right, Z, let's talk. Let's get let's get right down into it. Um. You know, we're going to talk about some of the players, stock up, stock down, uh, a lot of guys to go through. 
off the top of my head, I want to bring up the first guy, and I think it's a major, major stock up, and it's a major, major props to this kid. He put in a ton of work. He's going to KJ. I heard something crazy where he's going three, four times a week during the season before games, and that's Abe D, Abe Hollywood Dweck. This kid went from being – I took him in the 10th round on the D-backs in 2020. 10th round. Wow. Um, and now he's playing himself, I think, into the biggest leap ever. I mean, Jack Abadi, right? He he was uh, David Farker was a twenty third pick, and now he's playing himself into to a number five. That's eighteen picks. Um, Jack Abadi was a sixteen, seven, you know, fourteen, fifteen. He's playing himself to number one. That's thirteen picks. This guy AD went from pick seventy. So now you're talking about jumping to somewhere in the in the forties. I mean, this kid is. Bowling out. Yeah, I think I mean he he went fifty three last year and had a phenomenal year. So you know, going like you said, going from the seventies to forties, fifties is a wild leap, especially a guy that's been around. You know, I won a championship with Abe D in twenty eleven. So it's not like he's a rookie and just taking that leap. He's you know I, I'm not sure how old he is. He's got to be low thirties, but. Uh, for him to take a leap at this point in his career really shows, you know, his dedication. I know firsthand uh, seeing him at KJ that he was putting putting in heavy work. So it's great. You know, it's it's no secret that hard work pays off and it's paying off for AD, especially, you know, maybe he could play a little second base, right field, left field. So he's versatile. Um, he's definitely. Hey, yeah, him. I mean. I mean, his defense is what is what his defense is what's holding him back right now from being a top thirty pick. I mean, if you put a glove on this kid, he's a top thirty pick. The way he's hitting, you should have seen what he was doing in the World Series against us. He had every big. He was the he was the World Series MVP if they won, and it's not even a question. I know Mark Bryant was nine for thirteen at some point, but AD had like nine or ten ribbies at one point. He had all the big hits. He wow. won them game. He won them game two, blew it open with a two-run shot over my head, uh, smoked it. I mean, I was playing him normal depth. I didn't think he had that much power to right field. I know his power is to left. Smoked one over my head. Um, we were. He was a nightmare for us. He had a huge hitting game three. Also, they, we were up four one or four uh, four one in like the last inning or five one. He had a huge two out two run double to make it five three. Bring the tying run to the plate. He was so clutch, and if you remember in the Kakamba series how clutch he was, he had every big hit. So he's a money player, and his glove is the only thing that's holding him back from being a, a star, a superstar at this point, but his glove is his glove. We know what that is. It's not great, but yeah, he, he went early last year, 53, but he played better than a 53, so yeah, I think he plays way into the mid-40s. He's Really, my hat goes out to him, and you know what's funny? I played with him on We Are Family, my first rookie season, 2007, he was hitting bombs. He was supposed wow. to be a real, real player, and he never panned out. But now it looks like he turned it around, and he's in his mid-30s now, probably 35, 36. And uh, really, I'm, I'm really impressed by this kid. Yeah, I'm just taking a peek at his numbers here, JT. In, in the 2022 playoffs, in 10 games, he went 16 for 32. Um, 24 total bases, 11 ribbies. So, you know, the guy yeah, really he... put in put in a performance in the playoffs. Um, uh, special. Is, those are those are crazy numbers right there. 
and he started utilizing all fields, a little power to all fields. So, you know, definitely stock heavy up on ABD Hollywood Dweck. Let me let me go with one more guy. Let me go with yeah. one more guy, and I'm gonna go stock down on him, and that's Aharon Hink Dweck. Um, he went pick 35 last year, his rookie year, and he was a disappointment. I mean, he was swinging and missing. He was, he was, he struck, he, he struck out many, way too many times to be a top 35 pick and be a, that cleanup hitter. He's a really good player. I'm a big fan of his, but to, to, you know, I think it's stocked down on him. He, he, it looked like he was definitely nervous in the playoffs. I went to his game. He had that playing game and Jeffrey Saka threw him a, a, you know, maybe like a 30 mile per hour pitch and he was out in front of it. And I'm sorry, he was late on it as if it was like a Navy fastball. I mean, he was so off. I couldn't believe what I was watching. And uh, he ended up striking out in that at bat. Um, I think I think it's stocked down on him, not too far, because he's still a great lethal hitter and he could be great. But I, I don't think it would be fair to say not stocked down on him. Yeah, I agree with you. He's definitely a stocked down uh, player. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of talent and maybe you write it off as, you know, rookie year, first time in the big leagues, uh, you know, not getting what you're expecting out of him, but he wasn't really great. I faced him week one and he looked totally lost. Um, but you know, the power that could come off of his bat, he's a solid first baseman. Uh, I think he'll do better in this coming year, but definitely for now, it's a stock down. Um, and yeah, I, I'm just expecting better out of him. I, I think he'll he'll come to perform. Hopefully he comes back and doesn't get scared away. Um, and that's really it for him. You know, anything else? Sure. I, I mean, I listen, I, I'm still not, not drafting him. I like him a lot. I think he's a great player. Like you said, he, he's explosive, very explosive bat. But, um, you know, again, just yeah, he's he, really – I mean, he, he hit 300 on the nose – uh, last year, uh, he was 15 for 50 with only five extra base hits, which is not good enough for a player of his caliber. He went how, fifth how many walks? How many walks did he have? He had a total of two walks, which is not good at all. His That's o insane. Yeah, it's it's that's uh, terrible. It's un he's almost uncharacteristic for a player like him. You know, we've seen him play in the night league a bunch. He's way better than those numbers. So, you know, hopefully he'll he'll improve on that. For sure. Who's your guy, Z? Anyone so, want to bring up? I got a major, major stock up guy. And, you know, I was excited to see his performance this year. Um, you know, I know him for a long time and he put in a crazy amount of work in the off season and it really, really showed, it really panned out. Um, you know, he was, he was in the cages in the off season, the dead of winter. He was going from Brooklyn to, uh, who, who is this guy? He's gone like from Bro Brooklyn to Jersey to get that work in. And that's Jake Yogi Casson. Oh Yeah. Big the fan guy was tearing the cover off the ball. People were like, all right, he's, he, you know, he's 500 or 600 through week two. All right, he's going to cool down. He's going to cool down. This guy was smoking the ball the entire season, did not let up, not even for a single week. And, you know, he, he didn't really, he was sort of in that DH role 
I know he pitched one week when Ralph Hannon was out, but he's in that DH role. He's got to sort of find his position. But a guy like this can't go in the tenth round, eleventh round, like he did. Um, yeah, he went. He went early tenth round, seventy fourth pick, and Jacob Jamal went forty ninth pick, which was the end of the seventh round. I mean, that's just a joke. I mean, he he he's in the same class as Jacob Jigga Jamal. I'm sorry, he is. Uh, what he lacks in defense to Jigga, I think he makes up in offense to Jigga. I think they're both really, really close. That was a steal that yada 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 had. Um, I'm a big fan of Jacob. He's beaten me. He's he's hit really well against me when we played him. Always, um, he had a bomb against us this this past year. He hit a bomb last year against us. He's a really nice player. Big fan of him. But uh, Z, you were talking about his position. I mean, I think he's a catch. No, isn't he a catcher? He is a catch. I I know that's not where he wants to be. He believes in himself. He thinks he can play a little short center. Little second base, first base. Oh, then, um, then, then, no, uh, then it's stocked down for me, man. I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, listen. Where he's I'm not saying, come on, he can't play the infield. I mean, he he's a big boy. I don't know how much range he's gonna have, and I don't know the type of hands he has, and and also the depth of our league on the infield. You know, we have a lot of great players. It's yeah, tough. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Listen, I'm not saying he earns that spot over there, but I'm telling you what he says to me. He believes in himself and his abilities. He doesn't want to be pigeonholed to the catcher role. However, he'll do it with a smile. You're never going to hear a complaint out of him. He's a gamer. Um, you know, he's a good kid. His numbers are just off the charts. You know, you you got to draft him and plug him wherever you need. Uh, he hit 513 last year, 20 hits, sixth in the league, um, right, behind, right behind yours truly, JT. Um and the guy just had a monster year, man. There's no no wow. taking it away from him. That's uh, it's ridiculous numbers right there. So, that's yeah, a- he could. Yeah, it's a major skill. He he could. I, I agree with you. Definitely stock up on him. No question. Great call there. Um, uh, I think he has to stay at the catcher spot, and he's gonna get drafted to be a catch. Yeah, and- listen. Mo- most likely he'll stay there. But I'm just telling you, you know what he yeah. uh, he believes. I in hear him. you. So I hear you. So, yeah, that was definitely a major, major stock up for me. I'm going to give you a stock down now. Um, and that's got to be the great, the legend, Allie Marshall. Um, you know, we we love him. Everyone knows his phenomenal talent and, uh, you know, the numbers that he's put up in his career. But, you know, with the bat, he's still doing it. But when you factor into position, what position is he? Where is he going to play? I think that that points to his arrow going down. No uh, question. No question. Yeah. Listen, he he can still he can still hit really well. Obviously not what he was, but he could definitely hit. He could hit you know, this this year he was picked 14th. He could still hit as a top 20 player. There's no question. But like you said, the defense the fielding part of it, which is everything, which is why a player goes early is when he could do both. And right now Ali is not a center fielder. And he's not a shortstop. So where are you going to put him? I mean, he's actually a really good pitcher, by the way. And that'd be cool if he could pitch. I think he's a great pitcher. I think he's better off pitching. And that would actually keep his stock where it is. Because I'm a big fan of his pitcher, uh, uh, for him as a pitcher. And also, he could hit like that as a pitcher. That'd be really special. But if he didn't, and he's going to go play the field somewhere, short center, uh, left field, I don't like him there. I'd say right field. You know, but really, I like him in the infield. I like him at third base. Maybe he could turn into a little Hank Shalom at third. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he's definitely got to be willing to do it. That's the big question. You know, Ali, uh, he thinks he could still do it. He's he's obviously really talented. His, uh, his average was good for 13th in the league this year. So, like you said, you know, he's still hitting like a top 15, 20 player. Uh, no question. He hit 479. The question is, you know, where are you going to play him on defense? He bounced around this year on slapping the base, started off playing short. That didn't work out. They moved him to center. Um, that didn't work out. So, you know, yeah, that's a big question. I, I do think ultimately he should end up on the mound. I think that's where he'll be most effective. It, Like you said, it'll keep that stock, you know, up. Yeah, he uh, he's a really good pitcher. He comes in on an angle. He's a tough pitcher to hit. Um, and also, um, you know, like, you, oh, you know what also I got? We also got to mention he did have hip replacement surgery in the offseason. He just had it, had, it, had it successfully done. I think he had both hips done. Wow. So he, he you know, yeah, it's huge. So I don't know what's going to happen with him this year. You know, his recovery time. But moving forward, maybe the next year it could be you could see a big difference from him. But. Um, you know, that could help or hurt this year because I don't know really the recovery time, but uh, it's tough to say. But I like him at third base, slugger, and that's to me somewhere where he goes. It would be right around, um, you know, maybe like the 25th, 26th, 27th player overall taken. So it's definitely stocked down for him. Because, yeah. and also, by the way, you mentioned that he's not going to be willing to, you know, is, is he willing? I is think it's going to, I think, I think, yeah, is he willing? I think that's going to be dictated on where he's picked. I mean, if he's picked 27, he's not playing short and he's not playing center. So, um, and, and I think he'll be cool with that. He'll be cool with that. Is he, Ali wants to win, you know, uh, just like most guys, but Ali really wants to win at this point in his career and he wants to get his big hits and win. And I think he'll be happily, uh, you know, I think he'll be happy to move aside and play uh, any other position which is crazy to say you know uh to say 25 26 27 and ali marshall in the same sentence is wild uh you know he's not used to going there and you're not used to saying his name there so it'll be interesting to see where he ends up this year especially you know and that injury and you know it's funny ali the last two years was on really bad teams i mean no 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 sorry the uh ali's two teams that he was on they didn't play well you know, the teams, the Cherokees tried, missed the playoffs. The team he was just on with me, B, barely made the playoffs. They made the playing game and they went five and nine. And Cherokees tribe, I think, also went five and nine. So you're talking about 10 and uh, 10 and 18. That's not winning games. And I think part a main part of that is because he's being overdrafted. You know, he got picked 14th this year. The year before he went, I think, eighth overall on our team. So now where he's going to go you know, 25, 26, 27 in that range, let's say, I think it's going to improve his chances a lot. And I think, I think you could, I think it's safe to say that you're going to be seeing him in the semis or world series this year. Yeah. It's a solid prediction. And, you know, like anyone else, when you're drafted in the right spot, it, yes. it could lead to success. You know, overdrafting is obviously fatal. It's a fatal, uh, fatal flaw in the league it'll you basically have no chance of overcoming that to win um and then on the other hand you know if you underdraft a guy and get a steal it almost guarantees you a a long run so we've seen that evidence of that time and time again so no doubt i'm gonna bring up a guy here uh stock up on this kid not that he had a great year last year it's just that he came in on an injury 
and he, you know, people were a little bit gun shy on taking him, and he had a nice year. He did, um, and he's young and he's only getting better. And this is the guy that I'm buying is Joey Cohen. Uh, this kid's a stud. He's a strong kid. He's a little kid, but he's strong and he could hit. You know, and I know people think he could hit, but I don't think people think he could hit as much as as I do. And uh, this guy's a really nice hitter, and he's a really nice glove, and this kid's going to be a superstar one day. Um, and he went 45th overall, which is a joke. Um, I think this kid's a top 30 player, top 35 at least. So I like this kid a lot. I think it's stock up on him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you there. Uh, he's a really good player and a great kid. Uh, I think the reason why he went that late, he was coming off a shoulder injury and – his value is really as a shortstop because the kid's got a sweet glove. And, uh, you know, if you put him at short, then, okay, his stock goes up. You can draft shortstops earlier than everywhere else. Uh, the fact that, you know, those shortstops uh, jobs were taken this year, it sort of led him to slip in the draft. It's sort of like a Teddy Braha, you know, when Teddy Braha's playing center, he'll go a little earlier than yeah. normally when he's playing left field, right field, he's going to slip in the draft a little bit. So it's, it's similar to that. Um, but I agree with you. I don't think uh, he's tapped into his full uh, bat ability. And when he unlocks that, he's going to be a steal of the draft, especially at 45 and even at 30. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, another guy I want to bring up um, stock up is the guy that you played with this year, Saul Towel. This kid is a gold glove second baseman, gold glove. And what's holding him back, why he's getting picked, uh, where did he get picked this year? 65 is his bat. You know, he's not bringing a bat to the field, but he's been improving and improving and improving every single year. And, you know, he puts the work and he's dedicated. And I think he's now played himself into somewhere in the 50s, mid 50s. I think it's stock up for Sol Towel. Yeah, definitely. Um I played with him this year, and he bounced around from playing a little short short center. He played shortstop one week when I was gone. He played a little third base, um, and then then we moved him around, moved him back to his position of second base, and that's no question his position. Second base is where he excels. He's comfortable there. He makes a ton, a ton of really, really good plays. Um, he's Gold Glove caliber over there, no question. And, you know, when his back comes around, he's he's going to leap up that draft board. Um, his stock's yeah. definitely up from where it is now already. Um, I mean, I don't think that bat's ever going to be where we all want it to be. I think, but for the but, but he could definitely, and he's already showing it, that he could be a guy that's, that, that's just going to poke singles and get on and take walks and just be productive, you know? Hit the ball to the right side when you need to. Just be productive. Go along with that gold glove. He's a valuable, valuable piece to have. And I think a guy who takes him at the right spot is is due to make a run. I think that's a key, key. He's a key guy to have on your team uh, to fill out your roster. Yeah, no question. He's a good piece. Great glove. You always, always like a great glove. Um, another player I'm going to go stock up on. Uh, is a guy that you played with now. Let's go Victor Cheetos Dweck. Oh, uh, baby. You know, he's, he came into the league after not playing for a while, and, you know, you didn't know what you were going to get out of him. The guy went 72, which is the last pick of the ninth round, 
this guy had a tremendous year. I mean, JT, you could uh, you could go off on this guy because you saw uh, first in. This kid, what he did this year, forget the clutchness, which he has. Forget that. Um, he is he he should have he could have batted one, two, three, or four in our lineup at any time. But it's just we had such a good one through four and it was working that we couldn't put him there. But he was hitting like a one, two, three, four hitter. I mean, this guy, the ball that's coming off his bat, you gotta check if it was corked. I mean, he was crushing the ball. He was hitting the ball as hard as Farka. As a lefty. I mean, it's something I've never seen out of him. And he's been around a long time and he took time off and came back and did this. I mean, it was really shocking to me. Uh, this is a major, major stock up um, just from the bat alone. Now, defensively, he could also play an infield. He's a nice utility player. He could play the infield. He could play the outfield. A very, very valuable guy to have. Um, the hamstrings, definitely something that people have to be aware of, though. Hamstrings never go away, um, and it seems. And he tweaked it multiple different times th throughout yeah. the season, and that's something that's always going to be there. So you know, I really hope he gets better and he takes care of that in the in the off season to get that prepared. That that that's a week to week job that he has to do from now up until when he starts playing. Um, and if he does, and that gets all figured out, you're talking about a guy that's going to jump at least. 20 25 picks this yeah, kid's that, a stud that could be another one of your uh massive leaps uh, mm -hmm. you know that you were talking about earlier uh you, you know he's sitting on the couch for five years eating cheetos that you can't just get <laughs> off the field and start raking and expect your hamstring to be uh 100 so like you said he's got to work on that from now got to get into shape uh you know his talent is is budding so you know, you want to see him out there at 100%. Yeah, uh, yeah he was tremendous. he was inches, uh, for sure. He was inches away from being the World Series MVP. I mean, he was he, really, yeah. really If close. he didn't go down, if he didn't go down, you know? Uh, well, no, if 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 Michael Cohen didn't go off in game well, five, yeah, it, that, it, was, that too. it was his, for sure. But um, yeah, another guy I want to bring up is... Here, I'll hit, I'll hit you with oh. one. I'll hit you uh, with one, JT. All right, hit me with I got I got a great one for you, uh, stock down. But you go first. Okay, fine. I'm I got a great one, stock down as well, which is shocking. Uh, I'm gonna go Shimmy Cohen. Okay. Shimmy Cohen of slapping the base. I I can't believe uh the numbers that I'm looking at here. I pulled it up. Uh, you know, he was drafted as I believe a center fielder for slapping the base. He went 30 overall, 30th, 30. So yeah. he went pick 30 out of guys that have had 30 at bats last year. Shimmy is third to last in the league with a 239 batting average. He was wow. 11 for 46. And, you know, when scrolling through my notes, uh, free episode, I had to circle this guy right away. I could not believe it. Uh, I played with him, you know, a couple times across leagues. And, you know, this is not the player that he is, but, you know, stock's got to be pointing down after seeing that. I've never seen a top 30 player hit 240 in my life. I've never seen that, ever. Um, by accident, you hit 330. By accident. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, sh I, I'm, I'm totally shocked. 
uh, great kid. And he's he's sort of like in the Hank category where I'm still drafting him. I'm still taking Shimmy. I'm taking but him like every you year. Said, but, but, but like you said, stock is down. And we got to call it how we see it. Uh, Shimmy, listen, if you need a center fielder, you're still going to go there. But if you don't, you're not going there. You know, you're going somewhere else. So it used to be where it would be like, all right, you know, I'll still take Shimmy. I'll put him in left because I love his bat and his speed and his production. Great kid. But now I don't think you're doing that. So um, I think he yeah, played his great, way out of that. That's a great point. Uh, and it goes back to that conversation. Similar to Joey Cohen, you know, his value is really at center field. Or, you know, Correct. like you said, you put him in left with a bat. But if he's not giving you that bat, he's definitely going to slip down that draft board. Uh, but great, great kid, great talent. Uh, you know, he's better than that 239s. But oh, uh, yeah, you know, remains let me <laughs> like you said, a guy that I'm taking, I'm taking him again this year. So, no question. So, let me give you a guy now, major, major stock down on this kid. Um, you sound you know, excited he, to, to say this, song. yeah, I am, I am, because I was looking through the board and I'm trying to find one, and then this guy just. Just sirens went went right off uh, in my head. Th- this guy is a great kid, tremendous athlete, speed, but defensively he's not bringing it. Offensively he's really not bringing it, and he's been playing in the league a while now, and he's been a staple in the league, and I love him, and I never got to play with him, and I still would play with him, but not in this spot where he was picked number forty seventh overall, Albert Roditi. Wow. Uh, this guy, listen, this he went 47th overall, man. Um, That's high. It's high. And, and you know what? He, he's got so much talent. And that's what everyone's been banking on when they're picking him. And even I did two years ago, I was begging for, for that, for AB Sackett to pick him over Bub. I was begging for it. And me and AB both wanted it, but Allie didn't want it. Allie wanted Bub. So we went with him. And, you know, Bub's, Bub's. You know, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta apologize there. Bub's definitely a better player, and Rodidi has really been disappointing. Um, he's got to fix his swing. There's something wrong with it. He's pop. He's, you know, sailing the ball way up there in the sky. Um, low and hard for him is where I love him. All that speed, his single, and he has power to right. So his single to right could be a double, walking double. And uh, but it's just not it's not happening. And also defensively, a lot of miscues from him, dropping balls, misplaying balls, you know, moving from right to left. Where is he really most comfortable? I have no idea, but uh, stock down for for Alvaro Diddy. Yeah, got to got to agree with you. You know, when you say stock down, it's tough to, you know, say yes. And I agree with you, but you bring up valid points. What it what is he a left fielder or a right fielder? Um, the guy is an incredible athlete. I've, I've been playing football with him on Sundays for about three years now. He's by the far best football away, player on the field, by far and away, the best player on the field. It's insane. He's, he jumps, insane. he runs, he, he catches his hand. eye is all there. So it's not translating to the field. Um, it's not to say that he's not worth the pick. He, he is, but the question is at the right spot. 47 is just way too high with the production that, uh, you know, is coming right now. But uh, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't even know what to say. 
Um, I, I hear you. I, I hear you. Uh, listen, I mean, I, I think he's a tweak away, a KJ away, a few tweaks from playing right back into that 47 card. And even going, I'll even give him the respect and go down to 40. Yeah, but that's the, how much the, ability, that's how much ability. ability this kid has. Yeah, yep. that's how much upside this kid has. But for now, um, you know, I think he's anywhere from, you know, just one of the last outfielders taken in that high 50s range, 60s range. You know, I, I'm taking Kushner over him, and Kushner gets picked 77. Alvaro Diddy went 47, Kushner went 77, and I'm more, I'm much happier with Kushner 77. Kushner, he, he doesn't know how to hit the ball in the air. I mean, this guy just lines everything for a living. So, I don't know how. Uh, you know, I don't know uh, how it's possible. Thirty it's picks no, apart. It's no sink. secret. It's no secret. You're a Kushner guy. Kushner hit four thirty last year, which is tremendous out of a seventy seventh pick. Uh, that's that's insane. So yeah, it's no thirty picks later. You get that guy that hits you know one hundred fifty points higher. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. It actually is crazy. Um, but I have I'm, one. I, I, I have one other guy, Z, I want to bring up on stock yeah, up. He, he, he was on your team this year. I think you probably already know what I'm going to say. He was on your team. Yep. And uh, he, he went number 64, which is insane. That was the steal, one of the steals of the draft. I love the pick at the time because he's a high upside type guy. Great athlete. Sal Fallis. This kid, uh, I always knew he could play the infield because he used to play shortstop in high school. So I wasn't shocked when he was playing short center, although I'd really, you know, more prefer him to play second base, first base. But I get it. If you need him to fill in there at short center, he's great. Maybe you will even, you know, say, Jack, you're wrong. The kid's a stud short center. Uh, but we'll, we'll wait for you to comment. But I love his bat. I love his bat. He's got a power bat. He's explosive. It's lethal. I get it. In the postseason, he didn't hit this year again. Um, and he had a tough time. But... I'm not going major stock up, meaning I'm not taking him anywhere in the 40s and stuff like that. But I'm not I'm not waiting for him to come back in 64. I think he's somewhere in the mid 50s, and when I grab him, I'm very happy. Uh, I'm gonna go out and say, JT, you are wrong, sir. The guy is a stud short center. Okay. He made a ton of plays. I, I mean, I don't know if this is every year that he's gonna do this, but for us, you know, we shuffled around our infield a little bit. We had Saul at short center, Saul at first. You know, we we switched, shuffled things around. Once we moved Saul Fowles to short center, our whole defense clicked. Everything was locked down. Uh, we were really good across the diamond. He was a big part of that. He was diving, making plays, uh, just in the right spot, hustling. He cares so much. He wants to win. Uh, he got a late start to the season, missed the first week. Um and he started off really, really slow. I think he was like two for his first 15 or something like that. And he rounded out uh, his season to hit 343, which which is great. You know, he rescued it. Um, but if you take out those first maybe four to six games, the guy's probably close to a 450, 500 hitter. Um, and, you know, he's got that obviously tremendous power that you have to respect, which opens up the field for him. So... You know, let's see if he can become more consistent as a hitter and drive that ball, you know, up the middle and on the ground, which he hasn't proven to be doing consistently yet. Uh, but the stock's definitely pointing up when you're talking about taking him at 64. Um, I would say, you know, he's jumping up maybe 10 picks, something like that, something in that range. 
Um, you know, depends yeah, where you, pretty, you need his position. Pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty but, damn uh, good. The guy had a tremendous year. I loved, absolutely loved playing with him and next to him. Uh, you know, definitely a guy with a nice stock up. For sure. Uh, another kid that I want to bring up that is stock up is my fellow left field champion, Mo Money, uh, Ruby Shalou. Uh, he got he went pick 40. Um, he, you know, it's funny with him. He, I actually took him like 24th overall on the Phillies and a couple of years ago. And then he, I guess he, he dipped back to the 40 range. I'm not saying he's back in the 20, 23 range. I don't think he'll ever be there, but, uh, this guy had a tremendous year and I think it's major stock up on him. He has a great arm, great out, really solid outfielder, corner outfielder. And this kid is a great hitter, man. He hits in the clutch. He smokes the ball. Um, he has power. He goes to all fields, right and left. Uh, I think he I, – I know he um, erased that 3-0 swinging hiccup in the semifinals, that blunder that he had. I think he erased it and then some. And I'm very, ha- I'm very proud of him. I'm proud of him, and I'm very happy for him because that was a tough moment that he had uh, to overcome, and he did it. Yeah, you know, uh, I definitely can't say that I've gotten a read on uh, – I've never gotten a read on this player. I never played with him. I never really got a good feel for, like, the type of player that he is. If he's a stock up, stock down, just – he hasn't crossed my board just yet. Uh, But I'm looking at his numbers here. The guy had 16 hits. He hit 372. You're telling me he played a solid left field. Um, I didn't get to see you guys this year. Um but you're telling me he played a solid left field. You know, his brother had 19 hits only uh, in a few more opportunities. So, uh, and he went seven. So he's 33 picks later. Obviously, Steven plays a dynamite shortstop. Uh, you know, that's the difference there. But, you know, with the bat, when you factor in the bat, this guy, it seems seems like his numbers are there to support, you know, your stock up claim. How many ribbies did he have this year? Because I know he had a lot of big ribbies with us. And if you look at the numbers, his ribbies, you can't really see two out ribbies because that's really what where he made his money. A so lot JT, of RBI. You're, you're on the money. You know your stuff. Uh, the guy had 15 ribbies this year. Which yeah, top, there probably you go. Top, top 10 in the league. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, that's You know, he's in a money spot. He did hit behind all those great hitters. Uh, hey, so. hey, Z, 16 hits, 15 ribbies. That's pretty special. Yeah, that's that's make that's called that's called making your hits count. You know, yeah. I can't tell you how many guys that have, you know, 14, 15 hits that, you know, they don't come through half the time. You know, stats could lie sometimes. They really yeah, they, they could. It could be empty numbers for sure. Um, so yeah, that's that's you pretty know, like, special. Like Mark Braha in the in the postseason in the World Series, he was nine for thirteen. We didn't even feel it. I mean, he so many times he got a hit and Next guy got out, inning was over. I mean, there was nothing there. So um, when AD had, you know, maybe six or seven hits, but he killed us. So, you know, stats definitely, uh, you know, you know, ribbies is a big stat. I know, obviously, the, the spot you're put in dictates that. But for the most part, you know, I, I'm a big believer in ribbies. I, I am. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, it does help the guy who's probably batting uh... – sixth behind 
you know, the, the lineup that you guys had, MC, John, <laughs> JT, Jordy, Mocas. I mean, that, that's got to help in some aspect, but his average was there, 372. It's respectable uh, you know, in left field, so, you know, not going to take the ribbies away from him. Uh, I'm going to go stock down on this player. Uh, I'm seeing him drafted at 52 uh, to the Toledo Mudhens, and that's uh, Mo Harari, Froggy. Uh, you know, the guy, uh, I don't know what position he plays, so you have that to factor in. Uh, I'll, I'll answer that when it's my turn. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I know. He, he plays a really, really high-level first base. High level. I'm going to go out and say that, but continue. So, yeah, so I, I've never seen him play first, so, you know, I don't know. But uh, the guy hit 278, and he was sort of bouncing around that team, maybe a little second base. Um, I don't know what position he was playing, but, you know, 278 for a guy that is picked 52 is just, uh, you know, it's not great. Uh, Ike Mavora, who went two picks later, hit in the fives this year. Um, oh, that's a whip. That that's a that's a that's a crime. Ike Mavora, yeah. two picks after him, that's a crime. That so that's a crime exactly. You're telling me Mo Harari take plays a dynamite first base, but you have Ike Mavora playing first base, hitting 250 points higher. So that's uh you know that says enough right there. Um, yeah. So so let me just tell you something. Uh, one thing, Mars uh, Mars Ferrari. When we played against him, this is interesting because he was picked fifty two. You bring up a great point, Mars Ferrari. When we played against him, only hit the second game. He didn't even hit the first game. And when we played them, the first game we won. I said to myself, "Wow, this team's not even that good." I mean, their roster, they they had a couple of spots in their order that were easy. And then when he hit in game two, all of a sudden I go, "Oh my God, this guy didn't hit yet." And their roster, their their team was awesome. And he hit a big shot against us. And after he, when he hit a triple, he got to third saying, play me, play me, play me. You know, he goes, don't bench me like that. So You got to love his fire. A, you can't take yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. I loved it. I think it called for it. I loved it. I, I would do the same. I mean, I wouldn't do the same thing, but I, you know, I would definitely be thinking it in my head. Yeah, I'd be thinking it in my head for sure. Um, and I'd be saying it all over my face, but I wouldn't put it into words. But I loved it. And um, so, I mean, it's weird how, listen, I, I agree with you. He's not a 52nd overall player. So definitely a little bit stocked down on him. Didn't have a great year. But, um, yeah, Ike Mavor should definitely have never gone 54. That was a steal. But I, I don't like Ike Mavor's glove at first base. Way too many balls get by him. Way too many. Whereas Mars Ferrari, I played with him on the D-backs. His glove was sensational. Not one ball got by him. He's taller than Ike. He's also much longer than Ike. He has long arms, this kid, Mars Ferrari. I call him the pterodactyl. You know, that's what, that was my that was my name for him. Because how, how long his arms are. Um, hey, Froggy is now pterodactyl. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's what I was calling him on the D-backs. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but, but, um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely stock down there. Um, considering the year he had, those, those, those are weak numbers. Yeah. I got, I got a couple more guys here. I mean, hit you with some quick hitters for Mm -hmm. stock stock up. Uh, you know, you got a guy like Charles Saka going 51. Uh, he's a guy that may be looking at a shortstop job this year. He finished a year at short. So, 
stock definitely pointing up for a shortstop that you're getting in the seventh round. Uh, big fan. Big yeah, fan. I know you're a big fan. He's he's got a great glove no matter where you put him. Short center, what, short. One yeah, I mean, one of the most inconsistent bats, though. It's frustrating because he could shine one week, player of the week. He'll go six for seven with a homer, a triple, and a double. And then you have a year like he did on the D-backs where I don't even think he broke 300. I mean, he was awful. So yeah. and he's and very, he's been... very inconsistent, and it's so frustrating because he has so much talent. And if he was consistent at the plate, this kid is a top – with his glove, a gold glove, where wherever he plays on the infield, whether it's short center, third, uh, shortstop, um, you're talking about, you know, if he starts hitting consistently, he's a top 35 player. But his bat's not there. Yeah, when you're talking about him as a shortstop, there's uh, – and maybe even a third baseman, yeah, you could you can make that case, JT. But, uh, you know, his bat's obviously not there. I don't even know if he's given you uh, a season of, uh, you know – promise with his bat so it's tough yeah tough to say that it's tough and it's tough to pick a guy that early that doesn't provide that bat for you because it just becomes this you know you know those you, you know you know those teams there's just a hole in the lineup it's like wait 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 this is your team this is your offense well yeah because we took charles sack of 44 you know so he's got it he's got a hit he's got a hit otherwise you're just better off taking ruby saka it at pick uh where'd ruby saka go this year Ruby Saka uh, he, went what in. He was on the Tigers. He was on the Tigers. He went pick. Um, not seeing him here. Ruby right. Saka, 59. 59. There you go. 59. Okay, so I'd I rather wait around on him, take Ike Mavora, who brings the bat to the field, and then take Ruby Saka with his glove. You know, yeah, but JT, so, you know, you know uh, Charles Saka just proved it for a season that he could play shortstop if you need him. So, I don't know if Ruby like Ruby Sack has got a phenomenal glove, and you don't need to tell me I'm the biggest fan. But yeah, you know, let let's see him at shortstop for a full season. We haven't seen it, so uh, so someone that would draft him at 59 is taking the chance that he could do it, and you're hinging your whole season on that. Charles, yeah, Sacka, I mean, I, I mean, Charlie, yeah, I mean, Charles Sacka was on a bad team. Charles Sacka and Allie couldn't get the job done, so they forced him there. You don't know if you. I don't know if there's a captain that's saying I'm going into the draft taking Ruby Saka as my shortstop, and I'm the biggest fan of him, so it's not an. I agree. I agree. I mean, listen, week to week, Ruby and Charles could both play short, no question. For a full season, different story. Uh, Ruby, I wouldn't feel comfortable. Charles, I would feel more more comfortable. Slightly Slightly more comfortable. Yes, but I'm not thrilled. I'm not leaving the draft with Charles as my shortstop saying I won the draft. I'm not. No, Unless I have AB on the mound and I got and I got six, seven sluggers, which I'm not gonna get. Um and I'm a huge Charles Hacker fan. So yeah, I mean, yeah, you me know too. me too. Yeah, so it's it's tough there for sure. Um anyone else? Yeah, let's let's wrap it up with a couple more. Uh, you know, obviously we could go through the whole league, we could go all day. Oh um, got one. Yeah. Any more that jump out? Yeah, major stock down. Uh, this guy brought a hole in his glove to the field this year. Literally, I think there was a there must have been a hole in his glove. We're gonna have to okay. have that checked. We're gonna we're gonna call him up, have him send the glove yeah. for inspection. So, yeah, this guy. I don't even know was, who you're gonna talk about, but I, this guy, uh, Ralph Matute. I mean, he had he, he. I love the kid. You know, that's he my led, boy. So, 
Yeah, he listen, he led the league in errors this year. He was dreadful. <laughs> um now listen, he went pick forty six. And that's too early for a guy that's not gonna bring a glove to the field where his bat is a nice bat, but it's not good enough to get pick forty six. Um he's still good enough with his bat, which I like a lot, to get picked somewhere in the mid fifties. So I think he's dropping down ten to ten picks plus. But um I'm disappointed in his glove. He had a really tough year. <laughs> and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, I mean, Toot is uh, a lot, JT. Toot is uh, one of my favorite players, one of my favorite people, good friend of mine. Uh, yeah, we're going to have to get that glove checked, Toot, so please drop it <laughs> off at my house. I'm going to have to take a look. Uh, you know, error is not even an official stat, and you were leading the league in them. Uh, so it's tough, tough, and not a great year at the plate for Toot. So, uh, you know, if you're picking him in that pick of 46, you're at least expecting him to bring his bat. You know, you're never really drafting him for his defense, although he could hold it down at second base. You're never really drafting him for that. Um, you're really drafting him for his bat. But Toot hit 310 this year. So tough year for Toot all around. Yeah. Uh, you know, not a year that's characteristic of him. He's better than that. Uh, but the stock and the arrow has got to be pointing down. Uh, great, great dude. Uh, you love him. You love to play with him. But you know, he's just uh, yeah, for sure. I, I never. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I never, I never got to play with him in my career, uh, which is pretty insane. Um, to be playing that long and never pick, get paired up with him. But um, I, I will give him one little thing of respect: is the playing game. He had a really nice uh, day in the field in the playing game. Made every play. Um, so I got to give him respect there. He came to play in that playing game when it mattered most for Navy on the right side. A lot of balls come there, and he made every play. So yeah, I'll give Toots, uh, I'll, I'll Toots give, a gamer. He he had a big big hit in that playing game for uh for that MoCast team a couple of years ago. One two knock. So he he's a clutch player, and you know in the big game he'll get his best performance. But overall in the year he didn't have a great year, and he'll be looking he to had, back because he cares. He does care. He also had a big strikeout in that game. You remember that? Yes. Yep. But he redeemed that, himself. So. Yeah, he did. That was a big strikeout. Um. Okay. Uh. Anyone else? Z or are we good here? Um. As we're heading into Thanksgiving, uh, big time, big week this week, big Thanksgiving week, uh, favorite time of year, and also, you know, what's great about Thanksgiving is that that's really when softball, uh, hecky starts. Because you're talking about being 90 days away from the draft, you're right there, and um, it's uh, it's really a great time. Yeah, it really is. I can't wait. Uh, you know, we're getting it closer and closer with every podcast, uh, but I don't see really any glaring stock up or stock down, guys. Obviously, you know, everyone uh, picks a couple points up here and there, and a couple points down. Uh, I mean, save on, save on a little bit. He went early this year. Uh, see, it's funny. It's not really stocked down on Saban so much. It's just where he was picked. He was over, overdrafted this year. And, um, you know, he's getting older. He definitely showed his age. He was injured. And he used to be able to leg doubles at it. And now I don't see that out of him. So you're talking about a guy that's going to be hitting the ball far, but just getting a single max double uh, definitely takes away from him. Um, you know, he, he, he's a guy that you could look at. That's a little bit on the stock down. He's getting older. Um, 
Yeah, he still had a solid year at the plate, but, you know, yeah. I mean, he's always going to hit. That kid's always going to hit. He's unbelievable. Saban, a big fan of his. Um, yeah, I think I think we're good here, man. Yeah, I th- think we hit all the notes, um, you know. Couple good players still there, you know. Shout out to Irwin Cohen had a great year. Guy hit five hundred again. Uh, you know, after a couple rough seasons, he was back to performing. Uh, you know, he, he could hold down center field if you need him. Uh, he played left this year and had a great year with the bat, so maybe that said something. But you know, for him to go pick twenty six, he he might be able to dip into that early third, late second. Uh, yeah, you know, big fan. Big fan. Uh, Erwin was one of my favorite players. Yeah, one of so my favorites. He had a nice I never year. Got to play with him. I never got to play with him. I guess partly because we played the same position. But uh, he's a guy I always wanted to play with. Uh, the kids, I- I'm a huge fan of him. Yeah, I'm big a big Erwin guy as well. Um, another shout out I'd give is uh, Mike Deniff, a catcher. He went nine, uh, 88th overall. I mean, you know that's not happening next year if he signs up. Mike Deniff, uh, all-star catcher. Uh, just tremendous. Without him making those plays at the plate, who I mean, who knows if Mo Money wins a championship? That that's how important catcher is, and that's how good he was. He definitely made a couple big plays. Obviously, you know, footage doesn't lie. But I, I have a question: Was he really good throughout the year? Phenomenal. Okay. I can't. T- I can't tell you how many plays he made at the plate. I, I can't even tell you. I okay, good. and he, good. I think well, there was yeah. only one time where he didn't come through for us at the plate. And it wasn't even an easy play. I mean, I don't think anyone even makes it, you know. So, other than that, he was perfect. So, um, big great. fan of his. Big fan of his. You can look for him to go much earlier next year. Um, yeah. yeah, he doesn't doesn't have many more picks to go down. So, <laughs> stock's got to be up. <laughs> stock's got to be up on him. Uh, for sure. Yeah, All right. Did great here, JT. Yeah, great show. Let's wrap it up here. Um, Everyone enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm not sure when our next podcast is going to be, but definitely stay tuned for it because it's not going to be uh, a long a long layoff like it just was. It's going to be much quicker. Uh, so look out for it. And uh, everyone subscribe to the Apple podcast and to the Spotify podcast so Norman doesn't have to always post it. Everyone just subscribe and you'll get that uh, notification that we aired it out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We're going to have a bunch more coming on the way. It won't be a long layoff, like JT said. Uh, Please follow us on your favorite streaming platform. So, uh, you know, Norman doesn't have to send it out. Of course, you'll get the notification and you'll get it early. Um, And please, you know, hit us up with comments, hit us up with emails. Uh, We appreciate the feedback. And that's really it, JT. That's right. Z signing off, kid. Great stuff. Way to bring it. You too. Take care. It's easy.